Welcome to the Self-Kindness Podcast. This podcast is dedicated to one thing, proving and showing that a practice of inner kindness, self-kindness, and self-love can radically change anything in your life. Hello, and welcome to another Self-Kindness Podcast. I am Pete Sibley, and so glad to have you along. How's it going? If you are a returning listener, so glad to have you back. As you can probably hear, I've been playing around with the intro music and have a little new uh, introduction music, which is kind of fun. I like to switch things up. That's part of maybe my ADHD brain. I like to put new things out there in the world, keep it new, keep it shiny. How about you? What's new, what's shiny in your life? Or maybe what's not new and what's not shiny in your life. If you're tuning into this one, maybe the title, Resentment, and How to Apply Self-Kindness to These Powerful Emotions, is exactly where you are. So like any episode, why don't we start by just getting in touch with being, you know, connected. Connected with what's ever showing up. Maybe what's showing up is like that you are connected with feelings and emotions that you believe you don't want to have. Totally fine, my friend. Maybe you are connecting with a challenge or situation that you are really scared about. Totally fine, my friend. We are going to continue to explore, and today is a really special episode to explore what does it feel like to learn from being conversation with to explore and get curious about why emotions are showing up the way they are, why thoughts are showing up the way they are. So my way of talking about this idea of self-kindness is, you know, uh, it's just like self-kindness is just a label. It's just another label. Really, what we are doing is as human beings, can we continue to grow a practice that gets us in touch with the wisdom that we already know, which is, in this very moment, if you can't go a few seconds ahead, if you can't reverse yourself a few seconds behind, but right here, right now, looking around, I would say that most of you listening to this podcast, you are okay. You may be having big feelings and emotions going on. You may have tears right now. Your butt may be uncomfortable from sitting wherever you are. But aside from those feelings, those sensations, what is coming up, ask yourself and really answer honestly, are you okay right now? And that doesn't mean that in five minutes you won't have somebody coming to collect your furniture because you can't pay your bills. That doesn't mean that you don't have a really hard, challenging situation going on in your life right now. But I'm speaking about the present moment. Self-kindness is another way of talking about a practice that brings you present in the moment. And by doing that, we get in touch with where all of our power, all of our light, all of our fun, all of our playfulness, all of the tears, all of the emotions, 
That's where it lives. That's where it is. That's why uh, Eckhart Tolle uh, wrote the book, The Power of Now, because it's right here, right now. So how do we tap into that? How do we keep getting in touch with that? Um, You know, it's the reason why I have multiple people in my life that help me get back there because it's so powerful, because I believe it's so important in my life. And so today what I wanted to do is I wanted to give you an inside glimpse with how that could look in your life when a big emotion comes up. How a mind that is practiced in and marinated in self-kindness could talk. Now this is a little bit different than some of the ways that I've done uh, you know, my podcast in, in the past. Meaning like, I had a big uh, emotion and experience with resentment recently. Uh, the feeling of resentment coming up inside of me. And, you know, I wanted to really connect with it because it's not the first time that resentment has showed up in my life. So today what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk and share with you um, about where resentment has shown up in my life to maybe give you some context and maybe you can say, oh yeah, me too, Pete, um, to help you maybe settle into the next part of what I want to offer. And that is me, a part of me, having a conversation with the part of me that is resentment. Now, a little context with that. When I say a part of me speaking to another part of me, really what I'm talking about is the part of you that is thinking and experiencing and, you know, is thinking about something and also experiencing an emotion, that part of you gets witnessed by another part of you. There needs to be this witnessing aspect of you because otherwise you wouldn't be able to say, like, I'm feeling sad right now. So you're feeling sad and something is listening to that. Something is paying attention to that. And you could say, well, that's me. And then I would say, well, why is is there a part of you that's talking to another part of you? You know, like the times when you hear yourself say things like, oh, you did it wrong. Well, who is saying you did it wrong? Does that make sense? It's a concept that isn't new for human beings. It's just one that I believe we forget about. And, you know, being somebody who has... Uh, you know, really sat in this practice of mindfulness, of thought work, you start to hear the voice that is speaking. And I mean, you, like a part of you, starts to hear the other part of you saying something. So that's what I'm talking about in today's conversation. So resentment. Resentment shows up in our lives when we look and see other people maybe doing or achieving or getting something that we want. 
And now resentment can sit in two categories. One is we don't believe that they deserve it. Or the other category, which is the category I feel like my resentment shows up the most in, is I'm they're getting it, but I also should be getting it. So there's like a quality of it's not fair, um, you know, like, why not me? And it feels a little bit like, it feels childish, <laughs> honestly. It feels like a bit of a tantrum. But that doesn't mean that it isn't there, and it doesn't mean that it doesn't deserve to be listened to. So I'm going to share with you some times that I have felt resentment in my life. Now, one time that I know for sure it showed up in my life was when I was really young. And I remember I grew up, my family, you know, always went to church every Sunday. And I remember sitting during my confirmation, um, you know, service, a service where myself and about a dozen other uh, 14-year-olds were being confirmed as members into the church. Now, I remember I grew up in a church where there was, you know, multi-generations of my family there, and so uh, I thought this was a big deal. I was the youngest in my family, and so I was finally becoming a member of this church that my, you know, great-grandfather had been part of. My parents had gotten married there. I would get married along, and my both my brothers got married in that sanctuary, and aunts and uncles, um, you know, um, and so it felt like a really big deal. And that day, I stood up, and I did a wonderful job of giving essentially what was a a summary of all of the different, you know, statements that we would make in the United Methodist Church about what we believed and what we believed about God and what we believed about, uh, you know, the importance of having faith and having a religion. And so I stood up in front of the sanctuary, the congregation, maybe about 300 people that day. And I read my statement and I thought I did a great job. And, you know, I don't remember (laughs) what the response was from the congregation. If it was, you know, uh, an amen or something, you know, it wasn't the kind of thing where everybody would clap afterwards. It was just, you know, a chance to, to read my statement. And then my friend stood up, and she was the uh, daughter of the pastor. And she started off her uh, statement of faith for that congregation service by saying, I don't know what I believe. And I remember just being floored by the, you know, what I thought was, you know, how could she? And I felt so resentful that she said something that I felt in my heart. You know, I was 14 years old. I honestly had no idea of what I believed and what I would affirm in my own life. Um, You know, I know now that having a formal religion uh, has not been part of my life. 
And I've made that conscious choice as an adult. But at the time, everybody that I knew in my life was part of this church. And so, you know, I felt like I had no opportunity to say, I don't know what I believe. I'm not sure about this. But I do know that that was living inside of me. And I do know there were moments when I would stand in the pew, my family pew, with my grandparents and my aunts and my brothers all around me and looking around and wondering, what are these people getting? I'm not getting it and being really afraid in my heart. That is where I believe resentment is born. Resentment is born out of this, I want to, and we don't allow ourselves. Now, when we're younger, it's because of this larger safety factor. At that time, I don't think I had the courage and I wasn't in a place to, you know, go against my family. It wasn't, it did not feel safe for me. Not that they would have, you know, kicked me out of the house, but because it just, like, it just wasn't questioned in my house. It wasn't questioned. And so that didn't feel safe for me. So another place where resentment showed up in my life was when I was a touring musician. Now, my wife and I, we were touring musicians, traveling around the country, making a a go of it as full-time musicians for, you know, the better part of 15 years. And during that time, we would get to know different groups, different bands, and we would see them uh, attain certain levels of success. And I remember feeling resentful at times of their success. You know, a band that I would see and think like, you know, Ann and I, we're, we're just as good, if not even like musically better, like our harmonies might be better, like I think Anne's songwriting is even stronger than than these bands, and we would watch them get invitations to festivals that we uh, hadn't played, or theaters, or, you know, getting tours, and having hundreds of people show up where, you know, we would do a similar tour and maybe get a hundred people at the theater, and so I would feel resentful. And I remember in particular one duo that had played a lot longer than Ann and I, and maybe they had even carved out the uh, the space and the you know created a uh, you know a, a want and a market for what Ann and I were offering with our music, which was like an acoustic harmonizing duo. And I remember hearing about this duo continuing to grow. They got music in a movie that continued to, you know, swell their popularity, and they won a Grammy. And I didn't feel happy for them. I felt resentful because I was having the thoughts that it was everybody else but me. So now I want to get into the thoughts and feelings that show up for me around resentment. The thoughts and feelings that I've heard from all the conversations I've had with people uh, around resentment. So 
resentment has this quality again of like, what do you have for me? So the thoughts around it sound like, it's everybody else but me. I never get to. It's not fair. Why not me? What do I have to do? Fuck you. I hate feeling this way. This won't help me. What the fuck? Why not me? And the feelings are feelings of separation, feeling behind, feeling angry, feeling frustrated, feeling pissed, and being in a place of either or. Either they get it or I get it. So now I want to share something with you that I believe would be very helpful just to hear how a part of my mind is able to talk to a feeling and another part of my mind. So in this dialogue that you'll hear, part of me, the one who begins speaking, is what I might call the self-kindness Pete. It's the part of Pete that is willing to be a witness. And then the other part that you'll hear is the best that I could um, transcribe what resentful Pete is experiencing. So you can almost picture, it's like in my own mind, I'm picturing two versions of me. One is the witnessing version of me who's just, you know, in this conversation, maybe tentatively entering the room. And the other is resentful Pete, who is just kind of sitting in this room already. Now, just a quick note about this conversation that's coming up. There is a lot of explicit explicit language. There we go. So if you are around sensitive ears or you have sensitive ears, please plan accordingly. So here goes. Hey, resentful Pete. I want to say that I know you don't want to talk, but actually, uh, I don't know if that's true. Do you want to talk? No. Fuck you. There's nothing that'll change. There's nothing that talking would actually help with. Do you want a hug or physical touch? Are you a freak? No fucking way. Um, are you okay if I stay? Whatever. I really don't care what the fuck you do. Your ways are shit. This doesn't work. If it did, we wouldn't be sitting in this situation. We'd fucking have money. We'd fucking have success in doing all the shit that you can't do right now. You're a failure. You hear me? You're a fucking failure. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. You don't want to talk and you think I'm a failure. I really appreciate you sharing. I didn't share you. I fucking told it. Yeah, yeah, you did. Are you okay if I stay in here with you? I said I don't fucking care. Okay, I'll stay then. Fine, fine. Don't expect anything from me. Okay. Why do you even want to stay here? I'm fucking terrible company. You know, this might sound crazy, but I do care about what you think and what you're saying. I do want to hear it. Really? Why? Because 
you're precious to me. And I know that might sound cliche or weird, but it's true. I'm dying to know you, understand you, to hear your voice, to allow for your energy in me. You are worthy of love. You're worthy of respect. And you carry wisdom that can help us all. Yeah. Well, I don't feel that way. I feel fucking stupid. And I feel terrified. And I feel really sad. I feel like everyone hates me. And everybody wants me to just die. Oh, sweetheart. I'm listening. Well, what else can I fucking say? Nothing. I mean, that's what I hate about this, is that you're trying to get me to go away. You're trying to change me. You're a fucking coward. You don't care about me. You just care about doing this stupid fucking self-kindness shit. And just understanding so that you can feel all good and better about it. Yeah, I'm sorry. I think I do think about that at times. And I do believe that at times. It just feels so heavy in my chest, in my neck. It's like somebody's trying to hold me down. It's like pulling me down. Like I can't fucking breathe. <sighs> well, how about that? <laughs> I felt pretty good. But I just want success. I want money. I just get so tired of seeing every other person do it again and again. And just always feeling like I've been trying for so long. Mm-hmm. When will it end? When will the suffering end? Yeah, the, the lack. This lack. The lack of success. The lack of feeling empowered. Honestly... I don't know. It's so frustrating not to know. Yeah, but you do know something. What do you know? Well, I know I'm feeling tired. I know I can help people. I know that you're a good listener. I know things come and go. I know that destination is only going to ever be part of the experience of success. That there's the felt experience, and that continues to be something that comes inside. I know, and I'm seeing that I'm a safe place for these big emotions. Yeah, totally. What do you want to bring? to the table for Pete, for us. What do you want to share? I want to say you've got this. I just, I feel like you don't hear that. You've got this. You're huge. You're doing it. You're stepping in. You could go big. You could go huge today, right now. Say it, be it, do it. There's nothing you can't handle just try it. Just step in. So how did that land for you, my listener friend? 
that's a conversation that I've learned to have inside of me. Man, I can tell you, those tears are real. That emotion is real and the sentiment is real. It's as if what I notice in my journey doing this practice is that every emotion is a different doorway back into my true nature, back into the authentic me. So I invite you to that conversation. What would happen in your life if you knew you could speak to, if you knew you could meet and sit with every emotion that came up in your life? Do you know that the only thing that is ever blocking you is a thought and an emotion? And I don't say that lightly. I say that as that is, that is what is happening here. It's the opportunity for us to continue to learn and fall in love with and connect with and make sacred every part of your human experience. That is the power of even an emotion like resentment. Can you feel it? Can you access it? Are you willing to find out? If you are willing to find out, then I have an opportunity for you. Right now I'm offering single sessions of life coaching with me where we can talk about this or any other topic that you are curious about exploring. You can put the lens of this mindfulness, thought work, self-kindness onto. You can shine a light on it and explore. How does it work in your life? What does it sound like in your life? If you'd like to do that, then you can go down to the show notes and click on the link and fill out for a single session. If you're hearing this after the fact and there are no more single sessions remaining, if that link is closed, then go ahead and book a consultation call and we can talk about what that would look like in your life rather than actually coaching on it. And then seeing if coaching is the right step for you. So I love you, my friend. I hope you have a fabulous day. Thank you for listening. I do not take it lightly that you spend your time listening to something like self-kindness. You are amazing. You can do this. You can boldly stand and feel as you ground and vertically balance yourself from the beautiful divinity or energy above you through this mind of intellect down into your heart and into the ground the earth beneath you. I hope you have a fabulous week and we'll see you next time.